Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel. Riverside Center for the Performing Arts this morning. We've got a lot to catch up on. And uh, Patrick Ahern and Carson Eubank here this morning. Carson, welcome. It's been a while since you have been on the radio show. It and has. I s- it has, Ted. Good to be back. It's. I see you around the theater all the time, but uh, to have you two in here this morning, this is going to be good. Morning, Patrick. Good morning, Ted. You, I, you're still good, too. I'm not, I don't want to fawn all over Carson. <laughs> you know, I just go with the flow, but you know, he is now, I, I don't know if we talked about this on the radio, but he is the associate producing artistic director at Riverside right now, so... Um, you know, the you you've got the dynamic duo. I know. That's what I was just gonna say. There is there are, there's a lot of there, there there's there's a lot of talent in this room this morning. Yeah. Across from me, not on not on my early, side. Early morning talent. <laughs> <laughs> Miracle yeah. on thirty fourth street is going on right now through the thirty first. Uh thirty first we close, yeah. New Year's Eve. Yep. I saw it last week. It's a great show. It's a lot of it's fun. It's a great show. You know, um, just a little history on it. Uh, it was not called The Miracle on 34th Street. Um, the show was written by the composer Meredith Wilson, who's most famous for a little show called The Music Man, and a show that's done by every regional theater, high school, right. you name it, uh, umpteen revivals. And um, it was a big hit. It's 1957, I believe it opened on Broadway. And then on the heels of that, he wrote a show called The Unsinkable Molly Brown, mm-hmm. uh, which became a film that starred Debbie Reynolds. Um, and so I guess they pushed him, oh, you got to write another hit. So he wrote this very well-known show called Here's Love. <laughs> and um, it didn't... It, Interesting. I think it, That's an odd name for yeah. it. Here's Love. Um, it was the title song of the show, as is the song in, in, in our production called Here's Love. Um, and uh, it lasted about eight months, I believe, on Broadway. Um, not a huge hit whatsoever. But over the years, uh, when it goes under the, the licensing companies... Uh, I, I believe, so the story goes, the MTI, Music Theater International, approached the Meredith Wilson estate and said, could we change the title to something more recognizable? And so they changed it to Meredith Wilson's The Miracle on 34th Street. Well, you know, it's like Christmas Carol. You do that show at <laughs> holiday time or It's a Wonderful Life and people come. Um, but to be 100% honest with you, uh, when I... <laughs> when I looked at the script and looked at the, the score, I was, okay, this is going to be a little bit of a challenge. But it's all worked out well. It has. Um, yeah, we just uh, put a little elbow grease into it and, you know, uh, shined it up a little bit, embellished it a little bit, and I, I think it's a, it's a cute show. And thank God, because, you know, I'm a, a big proponent of you're only as good as your last show. And I've been saying this for how long? Because everybody's talked about Les Mis for years and years and years. But been there, done that. And we've come off what I believe is a, an incredibly strong 25th anniversary season. Oh, with, it has uh, been. Margaritaville and Ragtime and um, Joseph, 42nd Street. And you, you, and then, of course, Bridges of Madison County, which I, I believe is probably the top. Um, you've, you can't end your season 
you know, with a with a dud. And um, so it it was important to me to just kind of do some stuff with it. And Stephanie Wood Harrington, who is our resident choreographer, she's you know, so good, hel- helped me along with it and, and did that beautiful ballet. And yeah. she dances it. And and uh, there's just it's it it. I'm I'm proud of it. Uh, you know that that ballet. I spend the, the how they hold their positions for so long before they dance <laughs> is just amazing to me. I had wished I I had been had been timing it because I kept looking at the two of them on each side and they and they don't move. Well, that of course that's another thing that I I said, "Hey, do you think we could?" and Stephanie was like, "That's a long time, but I said, well, "We can do it. We can do it." Cuz I think it's it's neat that they come to life yeah. you know, within the in the toys Toys, yeah, and, uh, they, they, shop, they, and so. they have legs up and everything. And yeah. I'm just thinking, yeah. this is really difficult to yeah. do. Yeah, but it um, no, it, it we we've sold. I mean, we're close to hitting ten thousand tickets sold for this this run. And I, I mean, I'd have to say that's sort of on par with Greece because Greece was about a fifteen thousand mm-hmm. seat seller, but um, that ran nine weeks, and this is running six weeks. So. Um, yeah, I'm very pleased. I, I know Carson, you're not involved this time in the in the music, but I and, and I was looking for you the other night, and we've been, <laughs> with the it, it wasn't it wasn't until there was a scene change, a mm. major scene change, because I kept looking around and thinking, where are they? Yeah, because they're they're you're, you're behind the wall. Oh, I didn't wall. do the announcement that night when, yeah. when you were there, so I, I usually pointed out that they're in the back. Now, yeah. And I and I knew it wasn't a track, right? But I kept thinking, where are they? And at, at some time when there was a, when when things open up, you could you could see 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 everybody. Yeah, and it's and it's a cool effect because the the, yeah. the way the turntable works, like you said, when the turntable turns and the wall is revealed, you can kind of see the orchestra back there. And yeah, and David Landrum's done a great a great job. Um, <clears throat> it was time it's time for me to take a little break on a show, um, but I was still able to to work with David as music supervisor, um, and and be in there for the band rehearsals. But he did a great job. It's it's a difficult score. I mean, it's it's Meredith Wilson, so very much like Music Man, you know, it's it's orchestrated for twenty some people, um, and he's done a fantastic job along with the rest of the orchestra. Yeah. you know, with only seven of them back there, they, they don't sound like seven, and he's done a nice job with the programming to really fill out the sound and and add that kind of big brass sound that that you need to do a Meredith Wilson show. So I saw it the other night, and I was I was really proud of it. Yeah. How difficult is it to do it when you're when you're not out front and, and able to make eye contact, and, yeah. and you, you're, I guess it's sort of like a football play when the quarterback throws to a spot. It seems that's like. that's a, that's a great analogy, and I think some of it is um, is helped by technology, like many things. Um, I know for this show, David's got uh, a, a camera um, on him that we always have, and I, this is a little behind the scenes peek, but. Even when I'm down in my normal location yeah. in front of the stage, there's a camera on me with monitors backstage so that people that are singing off stage in the wing, singing some of the, the background vocals, they can watch me in the monitor. Um, but obviously, the actors on stage, when I'm down in my normal spot, are able to just look right down at me for a cutoff or for an entrance. Right. But obviously, they can't do that when, when the conductor's behind them. So there is actually a TV screen on the back wall of the theater behind the audience. I saw that, that and I didn't are, know what that was. Yeah, that's that's a conductor monitor. So they're able to look at that back wall, and David can give them a cue. Um, and then David also has a monitor, a little TV screen for himself with a shot of the stage so that he can watch for yeah. the end of the scene transition is happening and the music fades out. and So so it almost feels like uh, you're in your normal spot, yeah. but it's just a little bit of a, a, a head game there. But yeah, it, it, it works seamlessly. It really does. 
That's interesting. That's re- that is really behind the scenes. <laughs> See, you you we you get all the best news. I, this is this is because I I kept thinking, how in the world did they know? I mean, there's yeah. a lot of trust on both sides, but that helps. Yeah. It does. No, yeah. and they do sound the orchestra sounds great. And and David, uh, I'll second what Carson said. David's done a good job, and he's even we made some cuts. We cut a number out. We we add a little music here and there to fill some you know yeah. changes and and um, yeah. It's um, it's worked out well. So we'll we'll wrap up this 25th anniversary season, and we start the pursuit for another 25. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to do that. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Jersey Boys is coming. We're going to talk about that with uh, Patrick Ahern and uh, Carson Eubank this morning. Riverside Center for the Performing Arts, RiversideDT.com, 370-4300. If you want to call and get tickets, you should get tickets for this show, and you can get season tickets. We'll talk about that, too. More on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk 1230. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at WFVA 1230 and by text at 540-371-5756. Here's your host, Ted Schubel. Carson Eubank and Patrick Ahern in this morning. Riverside Center for the Performing Arts. I am looking forward to this. The Miracle on 34th Street comes in January. and Nope. Jersey Boys or Jersey Boys? What yeah. was I? No, I, yeah, yes, I are know we that. Extending miracle? Is that or breaking <laughs> no, news? No, oh. no, we are not. No breaking news. <laughs> I can't believe I, this is where I'll, I'll have to edit this out of this from the podcast. <laughs> nah. so, yes, Jersey Boys has come. Thank you for handling that yeah. so professionally. No, no, no. It, it, it happens. I've done it many times it, when I'm talking to an audience before a show. I'll, I'll go, and now the Riverside Center <laughs> probably presents, and I say the upcoming show instead of the show we're doing at the time. So. That no, happens all the time, Ted. I saw Jersey Boys in, in, in Richmond whenever that was five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember texting I you and talked. saying, yeah. I, can't, I can't wait for you to do this someday. And you yeah. said, well, it'll be a while, but, you know, we're, we're looking at it. Yeah. No, I mean, I've been, you know, trying to get it for, for as long as uh, it's been available. So it, it worked out. Um, timing is good. I, I like the position of it because, you know, it, in general, and this is Broadway too, the slow time of year for theater is January to March. Yeah. And we've had some of our biggest sellers. I was going to say, in January yeah. to March. Yeah, was it Grease was one. Dollar, Mamma Mia, yeah. Grease. No, no, Grease was in, yeah, no, Grease, yeah. you're right. Grease yeah. was, um, Buddy Holly. So I think this is, you know, in, in that vein, so to speak, um, the jukebox musical vein. And, um, it's a popular show, yeah. so I think it's going to do well. I think we got a great cast. Uh, Patty DeBeck, it's it's right up her alley. You know, when when I decided to do the show, I said, "Well, that's got Patty written all over it." And of course, Carson is supervising and conducting, and um, I think it's going to be a hit. I think people are going to really enjoy it. So many of the songs are so well known. That's got to be fun for for you, Carson. Oh yeah. Everybody I mean, can relate to the songs. Absolutely, and and as someone who's who's basically thirty, you know, I certainly was not around during their heyday, but my parents, my yeah. parents were, and I, I mean, I know they loved the music, um, and I know the, the demographic of our theater, you know, all of those, all of those people will know all of these songs. I can assure you, and there was there will be some, and I, I remember seeing the show. I've seen it three or four times now, um, and the very first time I saw Jersey Boys was in London, actually, um, and I remember even over there. I mean, it was it was like. The, the poor guys on stage, you would have thought it was the real Four Seasons. I mean, the audience yeah. is going nuts. Um, and, and you hear so many of the songs and you think, oh, I know that song. Oh, that was them? They wrote that song? Um, so it's there's little Easter eggs in there. It's um, As far as the jukebox musicals go, 
I I think and and I might I might change my tune after seeing Tina um, this past year. Tina Turner the musical uh, came out on Broadway a couple of years ago, and and that's a really good one. But for a long time, I said I think Jersey Boys is the best uh, of the jukebox musicals because it's it's biographical. Um, yeah. Some things are, are tweaked to kind of fit the story and and the way they want to proceed with the dramatic uh, context of the story, but. It's all factual, it's biographical, but they fit the music seamlessly into the story. So it doesn't feel like, you know, some of these jukebox musicals where it's suddenly now we're singing the song that doesn't have anything to do with what we're doing, but, you know, it's a big song that the audience wants to hear. Yeah. But Jersey Boys, the script, the way they put it together, uh, it, it's it's fun, but it's also emotional, it's heartfelt, it hits all the right notes for a musical, but also gives you the songs you want to hear. So it's been, it's been a blast to work on. We're only in our third day of rehearsal, but we had a read sing-through last night. Um... 32 songs in the show. Every one of them has backing vocals, and 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 the cast is on it already. I mean, we we, we could open next week if we had to. Um, and uh, I'm really proud of it. And, and I can only, if we're starting here, I can only imagine how good the show will be a few weeks from now. After I saw it, I the next day went and bought every song I could find in iTunes, mm-hmm. and just because they they just thought the it's they're so recognizable. Mm. Yeah, it's. Uh... Again, it's nostalgic, and yeah. and I think people, um, you know, with what's going on in the world today, it, that's why I think Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street is popular right now. People mm-hmm. people like to think back to a time when when they may have thought it was much better, and uh, music stirs a lot of different kinds of emotion in people, and it, it's 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 I I think it's it's a therapy. I mean, I know myself, I listen to certain things and either it, it, it um, helps me with whatever I'm going through at the time or, or it, it brings me back to, you know, memories yeah. that, 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 that make me feel close to people that are no longer here. And um, again, that's what, why we do what we do in, in, in this business is to, to be able to transport people. And I think this one will, will take... A lot of people back. Um, interesting story. Here again, another story for me. But um, when I was a little boy, um, my mom's first cousin, her name was Phil Mascara, had a music store. Her husband, Gene, um, was a big music guy. And I'm talking, this is like 1968, you know, mid to, to latter 60s into the 70s. And they had this huge music store. They had started in several small shops, but then they moved into like, they bought a um, supermarket that, that somebody was leasing or whatever, mm-hmm. moved into that. And when we would go visit them, because we'd come from central New York, and I used to love going to their house, and you know, there was all the drums were around, the, the, all the instruments, and um, the whole family worked in the store. But the Jersey Boys were in that store quite often. Now, I don't remember, you know, I can't tell you being that young, but my mom used to tell me, do you remember so-and-so in this? And then my, I called her Aunt Phil. Um, Joe Pesci would come into the, you know, a lot of those people. So it's it's kind of interesting that some of the the stories and the way they talk. And then um, the famous singer Connie Francis was this... uh, you know, a cousin by marriage, uh, Gene, who ran the store, um, uh, he was, Connie Francis was, was his niece. 
So she was around the family all the time, you know, where the boys are and all that stuff. And when there would be a family wedding, she'd get up and, and sometimes sing a tune at the, you know. So, yeah. So it, that, that, that time, I'm sure when I hear the music and, and yeah. get involved in the story, it's going to bring back things that I was, you know, told about all the time. Or somebody would say, you know who that is over there, you know. Um, I couldn't appreciate it then because, number one, I wasn't really into the mm-hmm. theater or music at the time. Number two, it, it, it just didn't resonate. But, um, but yeah, hearing the stories, it's, it's pretty cool. I know when we've brought people, my sister-in-law, it was, and it was either, it was either Buddy, I think it was the Buddy Holly story, and she knew, and I knew a few of the songs, but she knew everything. At the mm-hmm. end, she said, "I knew every one of those songs," and it, and it's just what you said yeah. of where I could remember different places yeah. of of hearing those songs. Oh, yeah. That's what these is, is, is what's great about these kind of shows. Yeah, yeah, no, it it really is, and I, I'm I'm looking forward to. The audience reaction, uh, how they, you know, I'm hoping they they get up and clap along and yeah, th- and that's dance the other thing. Oh yeah, and, and the end yeah. of the show, it's very yeah. much uh, if you if you remember Mamma Mia, yeah, it's kind of constructed to be like the show is happening. That's great, and, and people are you know b- clapping along and dancing, whatever. But at the end of the show with the bows, it's like a little mega mix. Con- it almost feels like a concert at the end. Um, oh, that's always And so fun. I, I'm sure the audience will be up and dancing. And, you know, the last song is Who Loves You? You know, Who Loves You, Pretty Baby? That's that's a big hit. And then it comes back with an Oh, What a Night, you know, little uh, little send-off. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be a fun time at the end of the show there, for sure. A lot of times when when we have the, the performers in here, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about how the audience reacts and, and how they react. For you on a show like this, especially when, when people, when you can see – that the, the people are just connecting mm. to the music mm. part of it. That has to, Carson, for you, have to be be just spectacular. Absolutely, it makes it makes our job so much easier. Um, and that's what Patrick says. You know, he encourages people at the beginning of the show. You know, you are part of the show. The audience is part of the show, and 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 your laughter and, and your applause and your even even if it's not um, vocal, there's an energy in the room that you can feel when you know the audience is with you and we as musicians feed off of that too. You know, we, we play a better show. I mean, I'd like mm-hmm. to believe that we do our best work every single time, sure. no matter what, but it, it's, it's hard not to be just like it's for, you know, for an athlete, for a big game when the crowd's really into it, your, your, your game gets up a level. So no doubt about that for sure. There's nothing like Riverside, whether it's a situation like that, or it just, when everything just stops and everybody's just focused on a real dramatic thing, those moments, when when they happen are special they sure are yeah it's uh and that's live we've talked about it. Live, live theater, theater. Mm-hmm. live theater yeah there's nothing like it yeah so you know that's why we're we're here to to keep it going that's you know? that's and, and that's you, you you don't get that with netflix you don't get that with you know watching no and not and not uh, to take uh, the words out of patrick's mouth but i i know he often you know he'll say this that i think coming out of the pandemic you know we got very used to um, you know, sitting at home and watching Netflix, like you just alluded to, and, yeah. and there isn't you don't you know you don't respond to your TV the way you respond no. to a live theater or to a live sporting event or concert. So, I think people are, are are starting to to remember how to do that again. And and I know we've definitely had some shows this year, Margaritaville being one of them, and Joseph. You know, people, yeah, the audience response and the energy in the room, it, it it feels like it's it's back now. So that's exciting to go into next year with. I'll never forget that it was the first time that we had done a Riverside show. And you were part of it, um, Carson. When and it was, um, what was the show you did? It, it was the 
you the, the, it was, oh, souvenir. No, oh. no, you did souvenir. No, the show we we did a show here with oh, okay. the, the four was the four girls. Oh, Wonderettes, marvelous Wonderettes. Yes, mm-hmm. and that really was one of the first. Sh- that was really one of the first big radio shows where you brought in a bunch of people mm-hmm. you know after the after the pandemic mm-hmm. right and we had such a good time mm-hmm. and it was just yeah. the kind of thing that you and i just remember because you were you were over to my left um <laughs> six Carson, of us in here yeah, yeah. we four, all, we four all were in here to us. and you just thought this is you know we we missed doing this these kinds of things yeah there there, there is nothing like it that um you know everybody cohabitating in a space and and uh, following a story listening to the great music of the story or or play that doesn't necessarily have any music yeah but uh and it's interesting now because a lot of the shows are streaming the uh, as a matter of fact uh, or in the movie theaters like waitress, waitress i yeah. hear right now is it, it it was like top 10 um really the box office yeah and um i'm it, it's it's exciting to see how popular that that is because I, it's a show i'd love to do um you know, scene, yeah. written by Sarah Bareilles, who is really an outstanding performer herself. Um, but um, you know, we don't want people to get to the point now where they can see Hamilton on you know Apple TV and mm-hmm. they can see this now, and and then they don't go to the theater. But right. watching it on a, on a screen and watching it happen live. Th- two totally different. Totally, because you can watch. I can I can sit there. I mean, I I've, I've, I sit there and watch Carson. All the time. Yeah. At certain points, just because I can, I can see you making eye contact. It's just like it's you know you're watching something take place. I had forgotten. I mean, souvenir is one of my all time favorites, <laughs> and that was just two people. Yes, it was. That was two people. That was that was truly our you first foray after the the pandemic. We were you know well we've done it twice now because the first time we did it was our right out of the pandemic right 2020, up. and and we were ten feet apart on stage and the whole thing, but. Yeah, that was a, that was a great show, and and Andrea Kahane is an amazing talent. So, I love working with her, and she's and she's great in Miracle too. I, yeah, I saw the show the other is. day, and she yeah. and Kathy Helenda, they're they're both fantastic in Miracle. No, but the, I, your facial expressions mm. were so authentic and just so it was it was a great show. Yeah, yeah, Super I love it. It's, it's a it's a great piece of theater, and um, I, I was glad to be able to do it for sure. Well, get ready, Ted, because you're gonna get to see him again in action and. That's second show out of the out of the gate. You told me that, down. so that might become one of your favorites. <laughs> it don't could be because it's a, it's a, not similar, but but it's 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 just mainly two characters. Yeah, and um, charming show. I'm 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 really excited to see. Uh, I I think it's a show that people are going to go. I, I'm that's I'm not familiar with that show. Right, that's but me. I think it's it's. You know, a fun show. The music is really catchy. I think it's some of Marvin Hamlish's best stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm trying to let people know, two great playwright, Neil Simon, great composer, Marvin Hamlish. And uh, half of my duo is cast because he's to my left right here, and I know he's <laughs> going to be great. Uh, matter of fact, he sang at our 25th um, anniversary gala. And yeah. so many people, even people that you don't know, I my friends that were that I was just with in Jersey mm. all commented on how terrific he was when he sang one of the songs from the show that night. So, uh, um, yeah, I think it's 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 going to be a hit. 
the charming Carson Eubank <laughs> here this morning. I like that, Ted. Thank <laughs> I, you. <laughs> along, with, along with Patrick Ahern, Riverside Center for the Performing Arts, RiversideDT.com for all the information on upcoming shows and season tickets and all of that. 370-4300. More on News Talk 1230 WFVA. It's 832. From the Fredericksburg Dot Today online news studios, this is News Talk 1230 WFVA Fredericksburg, a centennial broadcasting station focused on Fredericksburg. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Patrick Ahern in this morning along with Carson Eubank from the Riverside Center for the Performing Arts in Stafford. RiversideDT.com. It's a miracle on 34th Street right now. And then Jersey Boys comes in, uh, in 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 January, and then you're off and running. That's it's a, it's another great uh, slate of shows you've got. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's a good lineup. Um, uh, a lot of different, a lot of different things. Yeah, uh, nice mix. Nice yeah. mix. We're doing uh, uh, after Jersey Boys. Jersey Boys is going to run nine weeks because I think it'll be very popular. So mm-hmm. that'll go to March 24th, and then in April, we're doing a a, a popular show from the the late 70s. Um, called They're Playing Our Song, which um, uh, is a Neil Simon uh, story, book, um, music, Marvin Hamlish. And it, it's, it, it's actually a, sort of real life um, about the relationship between uh, Marvin Hamlish and um, the lyricist C- uh, Carol Bayer Sager. Okay. And, um, uh, they're not. They're, they have different names in 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 the context of the show, but it it was born out of that, and um, uh, I'm really looking forward to it because I was in college back then. I saw the show. I I loved it. Um, would go back to see it, or it was on tour. I would go. You know, it, it was just one of those gems that uh, Lucy Arnaz, uh, Lucille Ball's daughter, yeah. started yeah. on Broadway with um, uh, Robert Klein. Uh, did the Vernon Gersh, who is the um, kind of the parallel to Marvin Hamlish. But, um, you know, it doesn't get much better than Neil Simon and Marvin Hamlish. So right. so that's going to be great. Um, and uh, the gentleman to my left is, is uh, going to be playing uh, the Marvin Hamlish prototype uh, individual. And um, it's funny how things work out, Ted, because when, when we did Souvenir that we were talking about... Mm-hmm. Um, during that process and, and, and recognizing how good Carson was, um, I think, didn't I say to you during that time? I, I did. Said, You've got to do their playing our song and we're going to, we're going to do it. And I pretty much, every time I say I'm going to do something, I do it. <laughs> do it. Yes, and, you do. um, um, so I'm really excited about it. I'm excited to direct it. Um, what's, what's kind of cool is I had about a year and a half, almost two year association with Marvin because he would tour the country with regional symphonies and, and, and do his show. And he always had a male singer. And um, uh, I was that person for a period of time. But when I started uh, to rehearse with him, I, I would go to his apartment, uh, which was on Park Avenue. And um, it was his apartment for many, many years. Wow. And, and so a, a lot of the, the, the discussions, like when... when uh, Sonia goes to his apartment. Mm. That was the apartment. I, mm. The layout, the whole thing. So, and it'll be interesting, you know, to work with Carson because I, I, I remember a lot of the Marvin Hamlish 
idiosyncrasies and his humor it was in how dry he was yeah and um uh and such a perfectionist i mean we would go to do a sound check and he could pick out something that was out of tune it, it could have been an orchestra of 75 people but mm. he was really um really something else and so it'll be kind of fun to yep. to, to work on that having had you know real life's experience with him but uh it, it's going to be a fun show so that's the second show of the of yeah. the season and it's only a six-week run so uh people will have to get on that quickly um and then we're doing a classic i we've we've never done um the wizard of oz uh, I... we've done it in children's theater but yeah. not a full-fledged uh, main stage production. A lot of people I, are really excited about that. They are, and I think it's going to be a terrific family show. Uh, we're going to make it more of an immersive experience with bringing the stage out into the hmm. to the floor. Um, so I, I think it's going to be one that'll delight audiences of all ages. Again, nostalgia. You know how, oh, how yeah. great is that? I can't wait to see how you do the yeah. Yellow Brick Road and yeah. just the things that you you add touches. Yeah. Yeah. shows no it'll be it's going to be fun and then we have uh, a play uh based on the board game clue which is uh is clue um and uh, all those characters colonel mustard miss peacock you know miss scarlet um and uh, sally struthers is going to come back and uh, and do that it's it's uh, she's done about four productions of it lately and um it's been a hit wherever it's played the last place she did it at was the gateway playhouse uh, in New York and Long Island, and it was their biggest uh, selling show of the last ten years for them. So I'm excited to to have that at Riverside. People see that, and they're I I know nothing of it, and they're but they're that they're excited I, about they're it. excited yeah. about those Wizard of Oz and Clue, or the mm-hmm. two that just jump right out. Yeah. and the movie, the movie Clue. I mean, I know that was popular. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot and, about and that. And Tim Curry, and, and and so I know a lot of people love that movie. And it, yeah. It, yeah, like you said, it's based Malincon, on the I think was Malincon, Malincon, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, and it's based on the, the board game and that movie. So fans of the movie, it's 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 basically that movie for yeah, sure so that that will okay. be great uh fun for the summer months and then the fall of uh 2024 uh, we'll have another kind of jukebox musical with the with beautiful the uh carol king musical and uh, i think people are going to eat that up um again a, a bit of nostalgia and great yeah. tunes oh, yeah. and um and then we'll do our christmas spectacular for the holidays um so yeah uh, another strong season the funny thing, and, and you, you look at this, and it's it's a it's such a strong season, and so we're all immersed in it. But I mean, you all are like looking at, you know, an, another you know two and three years down the down the line. Oh, yeah. You never can just sit back and just say, "Boy, that's good. We we did we did good." As a matter of fact, when I walk in every morning at Riverside, and the box <laughs> office is there. You know what I say, and I've been doing it for probably almost a month now. I go Happy New Year! Yeah, <laughs> because I'm I'm past Christmas. Oh, totally. We're right. already on to the new. As soon you as know. you got Miracle on Thirty Fourth yeah. Street going, you're yeah. already looking to Jersey and I'm Boys right and... now on 2025 because I yep. want to secure a couple of things, and we we know the the first show we're going to do will be another kind of jukebox musical um, in in January 2025. But I want to I want to get the I want to pin down the rest of the season and and. Get it set. Yeah, because so. usually it's like around March or something. You'll say to me, "I can't tell you. Yeah, we got sure. a really good show, yeah. you know." Yeah. So, um, yeah, keep it moving, keep it going. And that's what 
that's why I'm so excited to have, have, have you you two here today. And it's just 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 the fact. I mean, I, we've got a good thing in this area mm-hmm. with, with Riverside. This is just. I say it over and over again. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be buying tickets. You shouldn't spend you shouldn't spend your whole budget to go see one show when you when you can see one show. You know, a, a Hamilton type of thing. When you can see the the, the, the type of things, the type of uh, theater you can see in this area. That's well, why season tickets are such a good idea. You know, quality theater sometimes costs a lot of money, and and um, the way shows are done on Broadway, and then. Subsequently, in the tours, um, there's a lot of money that goes, and so those ticket pr- prices are there to support yeah. the cost. Um, but I think we do excellent work at at, at Riverside, and and um, you know when I f- it'll be 14 years in May I've been here. Um, I I took it on because I believed the area could support it, you know, and uh, we're that midway point between DC and Richmond. Um, we're right off of 95 and, um, you know, I, I, I really, the, the goal was to, to make the place pop, um, make people go, wow, that's, you know, I, I wanted to become one of those regional theaters across the country where people travel or people hear that it's got a great reputation. Let's go check it out. And, um, uh, I'm pleased that we've gotten to the level we're at right now, and there's still more room to grow and do, you know, fantastic things and evolve as a performing arts center, and then, uh, you know, also wanting to do some school for the arts as well, um, which is a whole nother. We've talked yeah. a little bit about that. I can't wait to and delve the, into that. The sometime. area can support it. Yeah. I mean, the area has grown so much over the last ten years, and. Um, so if nothing else, I, I will feel very, very lucky to have been a part of uh, establishing something, you know, quite wonderful for this, this area. Well, the, and especially in the last, the, the, the music is so good. The, the, the music with the, with, with, the, uh, with, with the orchestras. And in the past maybe year and a half, you've really used more of, of being able to just use graphics and, and put and make scenes really Technology. come alive with, yeah. with with video or just yeah. changing over pictures. You do a lot of that in Miracle Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, to bring that nostalgia yeah. element to it with all the clips from the Macy's parade. Oh, the parade and, was just great. Yeah, but you know. uh, but bridges you used a, a, a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, I mean, um, was it Ghost you used? Yeah, uh, you you created you created kind of a Wall Street. Yeah. Uh, feel to it and it just changes it it just changes everything you don't realize what you don't have till all of a sudden you're looking at this and thinking this is a this is a pretty cool thing and none of that is none of that to be able to to do that is comes cheap there's there's a there's technology there no but i i'm fortunate to have some really good technical people um who i trust and they've made really great suggestions and sometimes when you're spending a lot of money um, you're kind of gun shy, uh, especially when you have to, um, you know, it, it, it's not called the Patrick Ahern Theater. So I have to answer to people, yeah. uh, both investors and a nonprofit board now. And But these people always come up with numbers and say, but just think of it. If we put the money into this now, then look at all the things we can do and yeah. look at where we save costs in terms of, you know, I have to build such an elaborate set because we've got such great background and that happened with with bridges of madison county i mean 
the beautiful visuals in that show yeah. were were in the back, and and we had the skeletal of the 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 home and the kitchen yeah. unit and um, the the frame of the car, but with all that in the background, it you feel like you're you're immersed in it, and um, yeah, we're taking advantage of a lot of things to quality excellence it seems like two two cars in that when when just musically especially when you have uh, with uh, with uh, miracle on 34th street when you've got the rotating when, mm. when you can have scene changes like that it's got to be a lot of fun when you are doing transitional kinds of things and there's there seems to be more pep in the uh, at, at Absolutely. times just because it's not just you don't you don't just see the shadows of people moving things in and out. No. You're seeing things change. Well, and I, and and we've talked about Patty DeBeck a couple times in this show. Um, who's doing? Who's directing Jersey Boys? She's directed a number of things. You mentioned Ghost as well. She always is. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to watch people walk around in the dark moving set pieces. Yeah. You know, the transition is whatever whatever transition we are doing is still part of the show, and we want to feel like we're still in the world of the right. show. So. Um, if the music can support that, if the the visuals support that, and you have somebody like Patty or Stephanie Harrington, who's our, you know, they they, they create some choreography so that it, it almost feels like a dance, it you does. know, when the set moves. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. You you want the audience to stay involved in the show and not not check out and go how long how much longer is the show? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So absolutely. And and getting back to something else, I I, I want to say, Ted, because I give credit where credit is due. You mentioned the music. Um, fourteen years I've been here. But the the music has never been as fine as um, since Carson has been with us. He oh yeah he is a perfectionist. Um, he's detailed. Uh, he hears everything so well. <laughs> I learn from him. You know, we we sometimes I don't read music. I mean, I can sort of pick out things. But in in the context of when you're directing a show, how important you know what's happening musically for set, set changes and, and transitions and scenes and how the music can infuse an emotion within something that's happening. Oh, yeah. And he's taught me so much about that. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I feel so very fortunate to have him at Riverside. And, and that's why I, I found it essential to promote him to his his current position because you know you, he's he's the future. Uh, I mean, this is yeah. where Carson can be for as as long as he wants to be, <laughs> and um, uh, that those are the things you watch. You you I, you know I I'm not reinventing the wheel. Uh, I I've come through this business almost forty years, and one of the things I always was good at was watching and observing. I, you know, all what what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, I can sing and I can do all this, but I want to see how they're doing this and how are they promoting that. And, yeah, and um, that's why I, I love watching. I, that's why I say I, I sit there and I watch Carson half the show. Yeah. Well, and I and I and I I think it should be pointed out that you know Patrick's commitment and and, and the board's commitment and Riverside's commitment to live music, yeah. um, because it is an expense. And and it, it is cheaper to just have a track, and you don't have to pay musicians to come every show. But yep. the, the quality of musicians we have in this area, um, the 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 energy and the excitement that it adds to a show to have live music, I, I think it, it's something that really enhances the experience. So I I'm, I'm grateful to work at a place where they're committed to live music like they are. 
Quick break and we'll uh, we'll wrap this up when when uh, we come back. Patrick Ahern, Carson Eubank here this morning. Riverside Center for the Performing Arts, RiversideDT.com. We'll conclude when we come back on News Talk 1230 WFVA. This is Down Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Download the all-new News Talk 1230 WFVA app for Apple and Android. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Riverside Center for the Performing Arts, Patrick Ahern, Carson Eubank, here this morning. I cut you off. No, it was no, no, probably no, no, going to be the, the best line of the year of the shows we've well, done. Well, I don't know if it'll be the best line, but for me it is. Um, uh, we are getting back to music, and, and, and my tenacity to have live music at mm-hmm. Riverside goes back a long time. Um, again, there's it, it's when we talk about watching streaming stuff, there's nothing like being with a group of people in the same space watching something and it's live 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 and and tracks are not live right. i mean there you hear them but you know um we had a board member who's no longer a board member from years ago who fought 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 me on it said i don't understand this, this is a big expense what's the difference what's the difference and he was at the christmas spectacular last year hmm. with his daughter and he lives in warrenton and he came up to me after the show and said he was completely blown away. And he said, I have to tell you, you're 100% right. Where do you get those musicians? That yeah. orchestra was absolutely phenomenal. And to me, that just puts a button on it. You know, it, give it a chance. See what it does. And yeah. he was over the moon about, you know, uh, and saying to me how proud Ron would be, Ron Wayman. Yeah. Um, so... I often think of that. I yeah. think if you if, if you hadn't if 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 you haven't been here and if, if you were to step in now, ten years later and, yeah. and look at what what Riverside is, and so just... many people who have come to the theater, and this isn't to knock anything that happened ten years prior to me being here, but so many people will say, oh "My God, this is like a whole different. This is a different place. This is different, you know." Mm-hmm. And uh, but that's all theaters grow. You yeah. Know? The, the 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 point is to grow and and. Um, yeah, it's it's um, it's really delightful. One of the great things I ever did is I sat when we were, I, and I, I don't even what the reason was, but but you were doing auditions, and I sat in for yeah. half hour yeah. and watched and watched you too. And Carson, you just you questioning, you you just ask little things, and, and would you just gain so much insight on on a person? It was just it yeah. was fascinating. I'd like to do that again sometime, just because you learn so much. Mm. Um, Ted, I want to mention something quickly. Um, we we have been asked by downtown Fredericksburg, this has been going on for about a year, year and a half, it'd be nice if Riverside had some presence downtown. Yeah. Which I think is a great idea because uh, there's some great small spaces. So we we are going to do our first venture. Um, we were talking about doing it in February, but I think it's going to be escalated now to end of January. Okay. Uh, and it'll, it'll be a Wednesday night, either the 24th or the 31st of January, but we are going to be at... Um, on the top floor at Water's Edge, uh, which is the old Fredericksburg Square, yeah, uh, we'll do an evening of Broadway songs on that great little stage uh, oh, up on the top floor, be? and um, we we will start to enter into a venture to do some some things down there um, that are different from what we do uh, at Riverside at, at at our home base, yeah, but. Um, uh, 
The downtown scene is fun. I think it expands our audience, and uh, it's a great little space. So uh, stay tuned. You know, look at the, the newspaper and or check the website at Riverside, but um, either the 24th or the 31st okay. of January. RiversideDT.com. We're out of time. We didn't mention it, but there's uh, New Year's Eve. If you want to spend New, and New Year's, Year's Eve, too. Yeah, do that. Check that out. RiversideDT.com. Carson Eubank, Patrick Ahern. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Much more to come in the new year. Can't Absolutely. wait. Absolutely. Happy Thank holidays, Ted. Thanks, Ted. That is it. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in the morning. Thanks for listening to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. The views expressed by the hosting guests on this program are their own and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or Centennial Broadcasting. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The Glenn Beck program is next on News Talk 1230 WFVA, focused on Fredericksburg.